is the forest of Naimasharanya. We're reenacting the pastime of the sages coming together uh, to s discuss the Srimad Bhagavatam. The sages were looking for a path through the Vedas to elevate themselves in this world, but when they met Sutta Goswami, then they became convinced of the highest path, which is uh, pure devotional service. So similarly, by the association of Srila Prabhupada, um, thousands, millions of people around the world who are convinced that the process of happiness in life would be economic development, for instance, when Prabhupada was first in India, after being in America for some time, he noted several times that people weren't coming because already India was looking towards the West, thinking if we can just have industrialization, perfection of management, we get our supply chain going a little better, we got to lean into it a little harder and we'll be happy. Technical schools sprang up, Nehru thought that if we just have technical schools, we'll lead the world, and India has, and tech. But it, it didn't make any appreciable difference in the happiness of the people. As Prabhupada pointed out many times, you've forgotten what really makes you happy. And so Srimad Bhagavatam is an important reminder of the ways in which we can actually align ourselves with the highest purpose of life and feel completely satisfied by the process of pure devotional service. And hearing Srimad Bhagavatam is one of the five main processes of the path of bhakti, or devotional service. It's mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam itself that just by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam regularly, all of the obstacles within the heart are removed by the help of Krishna. He's the suhrit, or the best friend that we have. And when he sees that we're sincere about making advancement in devotional service, then he helps to remove the obstacles and give us a clear vision of the path going back home, back to Godhead. And so this is a unassailable service to sit and hear the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Assembly of Devotees in Naimasharanya. And we'll begin by singing a song that Srila Prabhupada introduced to the world. It's Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song about his own deities and about the spiritual world. Prabhupada said it's a complete summary of the spiritual world and the way that the devotees there are in loving relationships with one another. So in bhakti, uh, just as in any form of yoga, we understand that the purpose is to control the mind. And in the Gita, Krishna says, manmana bhavamat bhakto. I am the ultimate object of meditation. So fix your mind upon me. So there are two ways to fix the mind. One is by the will. Again and again, as Krishna says in the sixth chapter of the Gita, one may impose one's will willpower and bring the mind back to thinking of the object of one's meditation. Or there's also an emotional way in which we can bring our mind. It's more powerful when it comes from the heart. That is, 
if we develop a sense of love for Krishna, just like if you go to the Dham, and let's say you're in Jagannath Puri for a week, and then you suddenly feel overcome by the sense that this is my home, I don't want to leave it, and you become emotionally attached. Or you're coming and worshiping the deities. Here we have Sri Sri Radha Madan Mohan. The name Madan Mohan means the one who attracts us away from the spiritual world. Because everyone's attracted here to beauty and wants to see some beautiful form. And the forms in this world, however, are a fake out. Because they're just reflections of the spiritual world. So when we look at the forms here, we try to appreciate them and then few late years later, you end up on the internet where people say, you remember what they looked like? Now here's what they look like. You can gasp now, like, oh my God. And the, the other person's trying to do plastic surgery. And it's like, oops, they, they blew it. You know, it's like, now you look like a monster. So everything morphs in this world from being, oh, that looks very nice. I think I could enjoy that. Look, I could look at that for a long time. And then just a little while later, it's like, what's wrong with it now? It's like, ah, it's not so nice anymore. And that's the difference between the material and spiritual energy. With Madan Mohan, he's increasingly attractive and he calls our heart. So if through the process of bhakti, which means coming to the temple, ringing the bell, offering obeisances, taking a little charnamrita, circumambulating tulsi, all these uh, devotional activities, they're otherworldly. It's like, why are you walking around a plant? And why are you taking a little sip of this or that or ringing a bell and so forth? These are all activities uh, on the spiritual platform. And after some time, we start to develop a, a sense of affection for them, attraction. Like, oh, I like that. Whatever it is, I want to do it again. And we come back again and again. And then when we hear uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, the Association of Devotees, then we start to understand why we're feeling that way. And it becomes well-reasoned attraction, well-reasoned love. In other words, it starts, what Bhagavatam says matches what our heart is telling us. And then we can put our whole heart into it, and we have this emotional attachment to the deities. So when we think of them, no matter where we are, you can be in Iowa, and then think, Shishirata Maran Mohan, please save me. Please let me serve you here in Iowa, amidst the cornfields. And then, you know, we feel that, that uh, emotional attachment. And that emotional attachment grows more and more in the association of pure devotees. And then the impetus of life is that I want to just serve Krishna with nothing in return. I don't, I'm not asking for anything. Na dhanam, na janam, na sundarim, kavitam vajagadisha kame. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu set the example. He showed us the mood of the advancing devotee. So I don't want wealth, I don't want followers, I don't want to have some uh, relationship that'll be on the cover of the magazine, because here I am, you know, I'm, I'm Krishna, here's Radha, like, we're really cool. We don't, uh, the devotee's not into that. He just wants uh, Madan Mohan. Radha Madan Mohan, it's like, that's my life and soul. And you'll find that in the proclamations of the great devotees, that they're just saying, Krishna, Radha and Krishna, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'm only for them. And uh, whatever they do, uh, I'm still for them. That's it. I'm sold out. Like an animal gets sold to somebody and it's like, do you have any say in it? Nope, I don't have any say in it. I'm just, I'm here. This is my master. 
This is the mood of somebody who surrenders in devotional service. And you may say, oh, that sounds like slavery or something like that. But maybe so, but it's divine slavery. And it's, it's ultimately the most relishable experience because that's our constitutional position to be sold out to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Cent percent. And if it's cent percent, which means 100 percent, then uh, we feel fully satisfied. Savai pumsam paro dharmo yato bhaktira dhoksaje ahaituki apratiyata yayatma suprasidati. Then the self feels happy when it's 100 percent. And then there's no gap in between. There's no gap in between. I'm always doing devotional service, whether I'm at work, at Intel or Google, I'm still doing devotional service because one is thinking this work is for Krishna. And when I come home, then I take a bath and I sit and I chant in my little temple room that I put up in my closet. And I, Krishna's here, Krishna's everywhere. And we go on with our practice of devotional service throughout this lifetime. And then gradually, whatever obstacle was there that was holding me back, I didn't have the strength. I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't do it. That gets removed gradually, and one feels, yes, now I'm stronger. I feel it myself. The process is working. And nothing succeeds like success. We feel it working, and then we say, yes, this is real. And then gradually, one gives one's heart fully to Krishna, and we can constantly think of him. And then the songs, like the one we're about to sing, is always attractive. It's not like, oh, we sang that before. And uh, I'm not interested anymore. No, it becomes deeper and deeper. This is the spiritual sound vibration. Every time we sing it, it, it has new meaning. And it causes my heart to go closer to Krishna. So we'll sing this song, Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Jaya Kunda Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunda Bihari Jaya Kopi Janna Balabha Jaya Giri Varadhari Jaya Kopi Janna Balabha